It's such a joy and a delight to have you join us for today's broadcast. I trust that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Why don't you sit back, relax, and please don't change that channel and let us see what God has to say to us today. Never let that be the reason why you do any good thing that you do. It's interesting the metaphor that Jesus uses for the word of God. He calls it a seed. I don't want what God has for you, but I want all that God has for me. Luke chapter 14, verse 23, first. Luke chapter 14, verse 23. Thank you, Lord. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Go out into the highways and hedges Compel them to come. I want you to underline the word compel. Compel them to come. That my house may be filled. If we have it in the message, let's look at it in the message translation. The master said, who's the master? Oh, I can't hear you. Who is the master? Now, who is the servant? Praise the Lord. It's not a gotcha question. Praise the Lord. He is the master. I am the servant. So he's talking to me. Then go to the country roads. Whoever you find. Drag them in. It's that same word compel translated drag because I brought out this translation because it's a more approximate, a more a closer approximation to the original meaning of the Greek word used there, anakazo. Drag them in. I want my house full. Say amen, somebody. That's God, God telling you and I his desire. I want my house. Let's say that together. I Let's say it again. Praise the Lord. 
Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 in the Living Bible. Make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Be wise in all of your contacts with them. Make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Be wise in all of your contacts with them. Compel them. I want to talk about this morning. I want to focus on that, that instruction. Compel. Lord, help us like only you can. We give you praise. You're wonderful. You're amazing. You're marvelous. You're King of kings and Lord of lords. You've called us from all over to your feet to learn, to grow, to serve, to be trained, to mature, to get to a place where our lives are optimally productive, to produce maximum fruit. We thank you for putting up with us in the days of our immaturity as we are learning and growing. And we give you praise for who you are and all that you are in Jesus' precious name. Amen. As a younger preacher, I used to really, really get upset and frustrated, frankly unhappy, by what I thought was the immaturity of the saints. You call a meeting for 10 people. You're expecting 10 to show up. And then six people will show up. And you wonder what happened to the other four. Sometimes there's a legitimate reason for it. If you'll ask people, why did, how come we didn't see you when you said you were going to come? Sometimes there's just not. And um, until it began to dawn on me that if the saints did what God, the saints, I mean you, that's what the Bible calls you saints. You understand that? It's not just Peter and Paul, the saints. You are. Praise the Lord. That if the saints did what they are supposed to do, God will not have any need for me. Praise the Lord. So, I ought to be glad when you don't do what you're supposed to do because then it means I have a job. It means I have relevance. It means I have purpose. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because the day you start doing everything you're supposed to do, God won't have any need for me. There'll be no need for preaching. There'll be no need for, you know, no need. You understand? So now when I call a meeting of 10 people and six people show up, I say, well, thank God I have a job. I have a job. I have four people to preach to you about faithfulness. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I say that and I mean that somewhat humorously, but it's important for every one of us, especially as God puts us in positions of leadership, to understand that we are not called to lead angels, we are called to lead people. I am called to accept everybody because Jesus accepts everybody and has paid the price for everybody. This, my brothers and sisters, is what the good news really 
is. We must not lose the sight of it. That's why the news is good. It is the news about a loving God who's loved us, not because of us, but in spite of us. A loving God who has accepted us, though he may not approve of some things we still do. A loving God who has guaranteed our eternity regardless of our behavior. God is too loving to hinge your eternity on you. You know you. Praise the Lord. We may not know you, but you know you. I don't mean the Sunday you, I mean, I'll read your email here. Hello, somebody. He said, I'm going to entrust your eternity, not on you, not on you, because it's too crucial, it's too vital, it's too important. I cannot entrust it on you. I'm going to entrust it on me. Praise the Lord. So I am going to come in all of my glory. The God who never did anything wrong. Perfect, beautiful in holiness, fearful in praise, is always doing wonders. I'm going to reduce myself to you. Can you receive this? Then I'm going to take your sin, I'm going to put it on me. So that the soul that's seen it, that's supposed to die, and you know, you didn't take any 101 class in sinning. What happened? We didn't train you. You didn't go to no elementary school and the teacher come, let me train you. Let me teach you how to sin. Am I speaking the truth? Praise the Lord. Well, if you've never seen, you can leave. This message is not for you. It's for us. <laughs> you know. Praise the Lord. Supposed to die. That's what you deserve. That's the penalty of what you did. Not what we accuse you of doing, it's what you did. But instead of you paying that penalty, I'm going to put it in me and in your place. Me, who knew no sin. I'm going to become sin because of you and then take your place and then die and pay the price so that you now can walk in my righteousness which, is ha which has nothing to do with anything you did or did not do or you were supposed to do but has everything to do with what I did 
I'm going to dress you in my robe, in my robe of righteousness, so that you can walk in the abundance of grace and this free gift of righteousness and rule and reign in life. It was not given to anyone outside of that covenant. So when we begin to read the Bible and begin to see the instruction on living a life of morality, that message is not to mankind. That message is to those in covenant with God. The Jewish people in the Old Testament, New Testament, the Jesus people. And the Bible lets us know in Colossians chapter 3 that by virtue of, of Christ, we are now engrafted into both the old and the new. Amen? Because of him, we have access to Abrahamic blessings, the Bible says. This is the good news. This is the news we are called to tell people. This is the news that God tells us to tell folk all around us. When anybody tells you they are not ready, it's either they don't understand the news or you are not telling them the good news. Because he's not asking anybody to be ready. When they say, oh, they are hypocrites in church, so I'm not coming. It's because they, they, they don't even know, they have no clue what this is about. That is a silly I say, you're not going to come into my house because my, my, my two-year-old wet the bed. That's what the Bible says. Walk out, not walk for. Not walk for. Praise the Lord. You can read your Bible. It says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, he, the immense grace and blessing, and glory that he has put on the inside of you, walk it out now. Praise the Lord. And you cannot walk out what was not there. The, 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 yeah, that's a good place to clap. If it was not there, no amount of walk out will make it show. Praise the Lord. The exercise people tell me that every one of us has six-pack. That's great to know. Because I've always dreamed of having six-pack. Well, you already have. They say, you already have. The only thing is, it's not showing. <laughs> but I want it to show, though. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you can be wanting and praying and craving, but you already have it. Praise the Lord. It's just been covered. Now we have to work on what's covering it. <laughs> because I got this is Mary. Mary, you said one pack or zero. Mary's <laughs> looking down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So next time, don't say I have one or zero pack. Well, tell me I have six pack 
And if you want to be nice, if you want to be nice, you don't have to put the cover. Just, <laughs> just encourage the brother. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So understand that we are only able to walk out the life of Christ after we've received him. He's calling us to come just as we are. Let me tell you something. When you come to Jesus, he will always leave you a better version of who you are. I have to say that again. When you come to Jesus, he will always leave you a better version of who you are. Let me say that again. When you come to Jesus, he will always leave you a better... If you're a husband, he will leave you a better husband. If you're a mother, he will leave you a better mother. If you're a worker, he will leave you a better worker. If you're an employer, a boss, whatever it is, an employee, whoever you are, you're a child, you're a son, you're a daughter, Jesus will always make you better. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, praise the Lord. Not perfect, and it takes a lifetime to work on our character. It's not immediate. It's not instantaneous. It is subtle. Many times it's tough to appreciate growth when you're living with growth. Did you hear what I just said? Whether the growth is with us or the growth is with who we are married to or the growth is with who we are birthed, you don't even appreciate their growing. Praise the Lord. Until somebody that saw them five years ago said, Ah, ah, what are you feeding this child? But because you see them every day, or you see you every day, you're married to them every day, you don't appreciate the growth. And that's what he's calling on us to do as we walk through the character, but understand that it begins with the good news. Say amen, somebody. Now, it is this good news that he's commanding us to tell everybody around us. We have the opportunity as well as the responsibility. That Colossians 4 verse 5, the word he put there in the, new, the living chances is actually opportunity. And we have been dealing with terrific vision this year and about the importance of vision, how crucial vision is in helping harness our humanity and making us maximally productive so that we can be optimally fruitful with our lives. That the most fruitful amongst us are not necessarily the most brilliant or the most educated or the most moralistic, but it's those of us who have simply learned the power of vision and that it's just not enough, it is not enough for me to have the vision in my head, I must write the vision down. Whatever I'm involved in, that I want to succeed, I ought to have a vision for it that is written down. It 
It is not enough for me to carry a, a woman uh, 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 to the altar. That's not enough. It cannot be enough because half of it ends in failure. And nobody, I know, I, know, I know sisters don't believe this, but listen to me. No man wants, gets married to, because he wants to divorce. You need to clap better. I know you don't want to. Thank you, ma. Thank you. Make me feel good. <laughs> Can I get into this? This is how will be mad at me. I'm going to get into it anyway. Men do what they do because they don't know. They don't know how to handle it. Because, you know, how many years did I spend in medical school? Four years uh, college, then four years med school, then three years residency. What's that? I lost count after a while. You lose count after a while. But how much training do we get with marriage? Praise the Lord. And I'm only good at something that I've been trained for. Psychologists tell us that for you to become an expert at anything, you have to put in at least 10,000 hours. Think about that. Think about that. 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours into that thing to become an expert. No, no, I just want you to think about when you go to work, in one week, that's 40 hours. Times 10, that's still 400. Times 100, that's still 4,000. Less than half. So I'm not trained. So many times I make a mess of it, not because I'm bad or mean or wicked, because that's what you think. He must be wicked. I am married to the devil. <laughs> It's because I don't know. And the antidote to that is not nagging or calling me the devil. Because if I am the devil, I didn't force you to the altar now. I mean, come on, let's praise the Lord. Are you feeling me? Am I preaching good, brothers? You know, I, I can't win. When I tell on the sisters, they'll be mad at me. When I, when I, tell, when I, when I, when I preach, you know, the sisters, on the sisters, the, 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 how do I say it? When I say what the brothers are supposed to do, the brothers will be mad at me. They say, oh, it's because there are so many women in the church. I, I'm serious. When I say what is that supposed to be, they say, oh, it's because you're a man. I can't win. So I realize since I'm not going to win, so let me just say it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A lot of brothers tell me, it's because there are so many women in church, Pastor. You don't you, 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 you. <laughs> Then they say, oh, it's because you're a man, Pastor. You don't you, you. Pray for me. I need prayers. Praise the Lord. So I need to learn. So when I receive him, he empowers me to be able to more effectively 
match my actions with my intentions. Because many times I have great intention. It's just my humanity that fails me. But God empowers me to make the intentions match the actions. Say amen, somebody. That's the good news. This is the first part that God has asked us to do. That as we write down our vision, you ought to have one for your marriage. If you want to succeed at it. It might be something like as simple as we want our marriage to inspire other marriages. We want single people, you know, all, this, all the single people that are so scared to commit, especially all the single guys. We want them to look at our marriage and be inspired to want to get married. That's a good one. That's a good one, my friends. Remember, I call this clap. I know I've, I know I've hit the... I know I hit the nail. I got that one. I got that one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we ought to have, we ought to, we ought to have a, a vision for it and document it and share it. That's the vision. Have a vision for our home. Have a vision for our family. Share it with our children. It's our vision. Have a vision for our lives. And because we are different, there are aspects of our vision that will be different. But because we are the same, we are all human beings, there will be aspects of our vision that ought to be the same. Like soul winning. We are all called to win souls. You don't have to wait on the Lord to do that. That's what the instruction Jesus gave every one of us in Matthew 28. That, every t- that when you have received the life of God, you have an opportunity as well as a responsibility to tell it to somebody else. We are so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety, for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Call in, let us know, we'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5 verse 17. The B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you.